This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? BFM 89.9, it's 7.38 and this is Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Arvin. And yes, it is Popcorn Culture and yes, it is Supercut, even though we started with not a clip, not a clip in sight. No, not a clip, for a very good reason, actually. Yes. Yes, because it's a completely, how do you say, like a crowdsourced, crowd, <laughs> quote-unquote, crowdfunded episode that's completely dependent on your opinions and your feedback and, and what do you think? Please support us on Patreon and Kickstarter. <laughs> um, no, but because we... Okay, we've been wanting to do the Supercut for a while. Um, and then when we decided we were going to do it, we realised we had no idea how to cut clips. Because mm. the whole premise of today's show is if you could make a movie, whether writing, directing, whatever it may be, if you could make your dream movie, what would it be? What would the story be? Who would be in it? Tell us. That's the question today. And because of that, these movies don't yet exist. Ergo, we could not clip them. Um, but we are waiting to hear from you. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Again, we want to know if you could write or direct or make your own movie. What would it be? What's the story? Who is in it? So to start us off, um, so like we said, we've crowdsourced. Uh, we've gotten mm-hmm. a bunch of people to weigh in on this. Uh, I think we can kick things off with our very own Richard Bradbury. If I could make any film, um, what would I make? Well, I've kind of been thinking about this uh, and, I, and I wanted to, if I could make a, a film set in the future. Uh, and it's this futuristic dystopian world where emotions, uh, especially love, are considered like a, a societal weakness where the government controls emotions through a device implanted in every citizen at birth, suppressing these deep emotional experience. So there's a protagonist who's a stoic government agent who kind of begins experiencing these unexplained emotional urges, uh, particularly feelings of love, which of course are strictly forbidden in the future. Uh, and this kind of leads them on this journey of self-discovery as they question the nature of love. Is it a disease that erodes societal order or the very essence of what makes us human? Uh, like a, a quest for answers, which obviously makes them a target, forcing them to navigate a world where their newfound emotions are uh, a liability. So it's this idea of the complexity of human motivation, the nature of love as an emotion or a disease, and the struggle for individuality in a controlled society. Inspired by something like Denis Villeneuve's work, uh, visually rich, atmospheric style with a focus on uh, strong, expressive cinematography, uh, capturing uh, the bleakness of a dystopian world and uh, the protagonist's internal turmoil. Um, somebody like, I don't know, Oscar Isaac as the protagonist, and of course, Tilda Swinton as the antagonist, some uh, supporting allies, John Cho maybe, uh, Zazie Beetz, Kumail Nanjani, uh, Jodie Foster is some kind of a mysterious Yoderish guide that appears out of nowhere, of course. Um, yeah, something like that. Does that work for you? Oh, Rich, I, I did not expect Yoda Jodie. But I want Yoda Jodie. Yeah. Yeah. I want all of that, actually. I, I, want want that, I want that whole movie. That's an A24. 
That's an A24. Yeah. I love the fact that Tilda Swinton is the villain sells it. Like immediately, the Oscar Isaac, yes, 100%. Sure, yes. Jodie Foster, yes, 100%. But when you have Tilda Swinton as the villain in a dystopian future, it's E24, it's something that I'm going to pay for to watch in the cinema if it comes out in the cinema. And if it's on a streaming service, I'm going to watch it the first day it's on a streaming service. I mean, as a very basic sell, right? Um, Black Mirror as seen through the lens of Denis Villeneuve is is mm. kind of intense. I mean, that alone would be a great sell. But the I like... I like the fact that we've got a a strong start in the dystopian camp because I think that dystopias, we've talked about this, we've had entire supercuts on this before, dystopias are very rich playing grounds. They are. Um, They're also incredibly uh, difficult to do, I think. Um, And also super, super huge as a playground for imagination because what can't you do, right? Like what can't you imagine? Like think about Blade Runner and the kind of things that they came up with in that movie. Um, I also want to say that this topic, right, all the stuff that we're talking about is something that everyone who has watched a movie, even remotely likes movies, would have thought about at least a few times. Um, and I just want to say that don't be shy with your feedback and opinions, because just remember that Hollywood made cats at some point. <laughs> you know, it's a it's an actual movie that exists from the minds of a bunch of filmmakers, from someone's imagination. So I think it's actually okay that Hollywood made Cats. It was a wildly successful musical. It was bound to make its way onto screen sometime. But what they did was they made the people look like that. Into cats, yeah. Ah, yeah. That's the trick. Because it's one thing, it's one thing to just kind of take a successful musical with people in like cat jumpsuits and prancing around and with the songs and all of that. It's quite another thing to have uh, Dame Judy Dench mm. lick her own leg. Yeah. 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 And they made that choice. Yeah. yeah. Someone imagined that and went, let's put it into a script and let's get Judy Dench to do it. And she did. And that's the invitation that we have today. Basically, we want to know if you could make any movie, your own movie, what would it be? What would the storyline be? Who would star in it? You can give us as much detail or as little as possible. And you can WhatsApp or send us a voice note if it's easier. 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Arvin, we have to talk about it, right? Yeah. What's yeah. yours? Oh, um... So my number one, my number one would be, and this is a contradictory sort of uh, opinion, because if I could, it would be an adaptation of the God of War video games. Um, and it's Which is it, not currently happening in real life, right? I hope not. And that's the thing. Yeah. I, I, it's, my opinion is that it's a movie that should never, ever be made. Like it's a video game that should never be adapted because it cannot be adapted. And I don't think Hollywood is capable of actually adapting a franchise like that because of how cinematic and deep and just amazing that video game franchise is. Um, but but if I could, like if the budget wasn't an issue and if reality wasn't an issue, then yeah, that would be my, like my number one adaptation. Like three movies, uh, Lord of the Rings style. Um, every movie is three and a half hours, shot back to back. It has to be super epic. Oh, you're Snydering it. Y- y- uh, Peter Jacksoning it. P- P- oh, yeah, okay. Peter I mean, Jackson. we can call it that, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And um, budget has to be maybe about eight hundred million in the in, 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 that, in that scope, um, but it has to be an epic, serious, prestige sort of war film that then goes into like Greek and Norse mythology. So that's the idea. And who is Kratos? No one yet. I can't think of anyone oh. who can embody that. So I'm I'm also thinking animation. I'm also thinking like very realistic um, mocap 
animation because I don't think there's anyone who can play Kratos. Um, mm. Any anyone who we've seen so far, lah. Okay. Not even Jason Momoa, not Batista, not The Rock. Oh my God! No. Yeah, I was gonna say Batista is the. I mean, he's already bald. Like, there's a, it's kind of an <laughs> yeah. easy transition. I feel one obstacle's gone. Yes, correct. Yeah. But but maybe not. Um, oh, we've gone in really different directions. Mm. Um, I'm taking my cue from Mike Mills. Um, he of Beginners and uh, 20th Century Women, and I basically want to do that because Beginners was about Mike Mills's uh, father, um, starring Ewan McGregor. Um, I want to say, yeah, Christopher Plummer. Um, and then 20th Century Women was for his mom. Um, yeah. And that was that character was played by Annette Benning. So I kind of want to do stories of my parents' childhood, mm. but done in a Swedish style. So basically, Be Kind Rewind meets the emotions of Mike Mills. But on a, the, the lowest of low budgets? No, like I want it to be high budget, but look low budget. <laughs> So like um like a Spike Jones. So really sort of a B kind rewind kind of aesthetic yeah, yeah, yeah. um but childhood stories in a Malaysian context. Or like a boyhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. So I've gone really kind of um small and emotional and indie compared to uh, 800 million god of war. like budget that you cannot attain. Uh Searchlight or A24? Searchlight is owned by Disney. Let's just keep that in mind. Then A24. A24. I mean, if, if we can have A24 as the distributors, why would you ever want look, to not do that? Look elsewhere. Right? Yeah. I think so. Um, by the way, we already have a message from Don who says, Jared Butler for God of War, for Kratos. I, I know where it's coming from, the Leonidas thing. Yes, I, the 300. I get it. I mm-hmm. see it. I see it. Um, I, I still think not Kratos enough. But he, he would honestly come closest, but not Kratos enough. I mean, if we're going to go Jarrett, never mind. I feel like I'm going to get <laughs> murdered. But I feel like if you're going to do Jarrett Butler, then you could also do young Russell Crowe. Oh, Gladiator? Yeah. Yes. There yeah. was a time, I think, in which it could have been doable. When he could have been Kratos. Right? Yeah. If you ignore the height a bit. Ah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we heard earlier from uh, Richard Bradbury mm-hmm. about a movie that he would like to make, which again is the premise of today's show. If you could make your own film, what story would it be? Who would star in it? Take some time, but then let us know. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also send us a voice note. Uh, You can tweet us at BFM Radio. For our next clip, uh, let's have a listen to uh, Sonia. So I want Julia Roberts, Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, rom-com. Do I need to do more things than just saying that? That's it. I just want a good... Begin fun moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.49 and this is Popcorn Culture. It's Supercut with Lynn and Arvin. Today we're playing Make Believe and asking you if you could direct or make your own movie what would it be what would the story be who would star in it we want to know you can send us a voice note or whatsapp 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio just now we heard sonia say rom-com mm-hmm. with julia roberts sandra bullock and brad pitt brad pitt that's a strong one that's a very strong one also i'm 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 trying to remember if that movie actually happened or not no i i think you might be thinking about a few different ones because there was the mexican Mm-hmm. Uh, which had um, Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts, yes, together. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a good movie, but but there was that film. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if you're also thinking about America's Sweethearts. 
which had Catherine Zeta-Jones, Julia Roberts, and John Cusack. Yes. Mm. So it's it's like a, it's like a mishmash of a few movies. But yes. it, but it's so surprising that a movie like that has not happened because it sounds like the perfect 90s movie and it sounds like a movie that would have happened at the tail end of the 90s when the studios were sensing that maybe rom-coms were like waning on the or, way out, yeah. you know, on the way out and then they would have mashed these three together. But the fact that it hasn't happened is a uh, is weird. It is weird, and then also because I think Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock would still play in that. I don't know if Brad Pitt's moved on from his like Thelma and Louise kind mm. of you know doing these sort of lighter roles. I say that, but then he was in that Sandra Bullock movie recently. He w- are you thinking about the same one that I'm thinking about? Um, which one? The one with Channing Tatum, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the cameo. Is- the, yes, the cameo. Yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler. I don't think no, so. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was in that movie. Yes. yes. So, so we've we've if we triangulate, mm-hmm. then I think we could somewhat make this happen. I really like the idea of doing this at their current age, also. Yes. Yeah. So not like a '90s version of them when they were all kind of younger, but I like the 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 premise of doing it at this age. Actually, if we think about it, um, the movie that came out with uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, uh, Birds of Paradise. Was it called Birds of Paradise? Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> that came out um, a year ago, right? And I think that was that would have been a movie that someone thought of like this, like a fantasy movie, um, fantasy pairing. You know, come back at a at a slightly more matured age. Um, in a rom-com sort of situation-ish, that movie didn't turn out too well. No, no. So I think you need somebody who's like um, sadly past Nora Ephron, someone who's mm. really a stalwart of the rom-com genre mm. to kind of really make it happen. Um, okay, so like we said, we've been asking folks for their clips. Um, up next, I think, let's listen to uh, this one from Hanif. Hi, Shamila, Lynn and Arvin. Um, this is a tough question to answer uh, as I enjoy different types of movies. Uh, but if I were to actually create one, I would probably go for something that's um, pretty epic-ish in length, but not too long. Great pacing, a plot that keeps you guessing till the end uh, with Stella acting um, that's pretty competent and emotionally engaging. Uh, for some reason, my mind wants a mashup of Seven by David Fincher, The Prestige by Christopher Nolan, The Departed by Martin Scorsese, with a pacing, if it's possible, of um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, not sure what that will be, but it's probably going to be a thriller-like mystery drama, I suppose. As for the cast, it might have a combination of your A-list actors that's um, preferred by these directors I mentioned previously. Um, Maybe Christian Bale and Robert De Niro should be in a movie together finally. <laughs> okay. Um, but at the same time, I might also cast some of my favorite TV shows actors like Rashida Jones and Amy Poehler and see whether they're able to do this. Supposedly, you know, if you think about it, serious-ish movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's all. Um, that would be something I'll probably create. Um, it's either that or maybe a proper movie adaptation of games like the Metal Gear Solid series, um, specifically Sons of Liberty. I think that would be interesting game to tackle and adapt into a movie i suppose yeah that's all thanks thanks hanif i mean that's a that's a long like that's a pretty comprehensive list of things yeah so david fincher yes christopher nolan pacing of x-men days of future past um i like that i I like that a lot Mm. the the best of the x-men movies in terms of pacing and, and that sort of psychedelic nature of the whole thing but then also kind of dark thriller mode yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, it it sounds it sounds like you can't picture it, but you can picture it, right? No, I like, I totally it, could. I think it's because Days of Future Past is actually quite slick and actually mm. has accents of uh, Fincher anyway. 
Finch anyway. Yeah. Um, also, you can see the sort of like Nolan with the soundtrack and the yes. Hans Zimmer ticking through the whole thing. <laughs> like that. This sounds like a movie we should. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should happen. Can I ask a small thing? Because we we have uh, we got a message earlier from Don, who also you know wanted to kind of throw in Jared Butler for Kratos, but then went on to say, um, you know, stop ruining Resident Evil when it comes to game mm. adaptations. Can I ask you, gamers? And yes, I say you, gamers, <laughs> with that tone. Can I ask you, gamers? Why, despite the fear, you still want to adapt? Because for the rest of us, right, we, like like myself, um, I would have no other way of appreciating the game mm-hmm. outside of watching a play, th- like watching a playthrough, watching someone else play it or, you know, enjoying cutscenes. But otherwise, I don't actually have an entry and access into games, which are sometimes really beautiful, really evocative and so on. Yeah. But you guys have an emotional attachment to it. You've already played it. You've already enjoyed it. Why do you need the adaptation? Why is there the drive to adapt? Because I think when it's done right, then it's done really right. Like we had The the Last of Us sure. um, on HBO. Um, and you know that if they expand that mythology, they expand that universe and they give us like a different, like an alternate take or slightly adjacent take to what we already know in the video game, then it can be really, really good. Um, also, I just think it's it's weirdly just like morbid curiosity la, because more often than not, it's going to flop. But when it doesn't flop, it happens to be extremely wildly entertaining because the foundation's already there. Um and I think that's why we just want to see more of the more of the same thing that we really like. Yeah, because games are coming through. It's quite popular. Mm. Uh, Maxim says a Legend of Zelda movie in a Studio Ghibli art style and direction. See, perfect. That that would be beautiful. That would actually, be beautiful and perfect. Again, I don't think Hollywood is capable of adapting the Legend of Zelda, and I and I hope they don't attempt it. But they will. They will. They um, will. They might make it into. I imagine Legend of Zelda being a TV series for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, high budget TV series, mm. like a like a prestige. They put a lot of thought and effort into it. Yes, as we have seen done so well apparently in Rings of Power, which we <laughs> you know kind of fell apart at the end. But you know, what was the budget of that? There was like a seven hundred million some budget, insane some, some amount. insane amount, close yeah. to a billion, right? Um, animation for Legend of Zelda would be actually perfect. Then you don't have to cast anyone and all that. That mumbo jumbo is out the window. Also, this mention of Studio Ghibli is very exciting. It, it yeah. would just be so lovely. Yeah. Um, F. Daniel says, Kratos is quite the enigma. It's very hard to pull off or emulate how Christopher Judge played and made the character. The closest thing um, would be to have Christopher Judge himself act in the live adaptation, but then the physicality of it may not be that perfect. But that's as close as I think we can get. 100% agree. Um, also, if they're going to adapt the physicality from the game, more cap it. Just mocap the whole thing. The physicality in the game is awesome. Okay, but yeah, at this point, sorry, I I, I don't think we're here to criticize each other's movies, especially yeah, yeah. before they get made. <laughs> but at this point, are we not just talking about a video game? A video game given a, a Hollywood cinema budget. But with mocap nonetheless. With mocap nonetheless. Um, so taking away control from the player, making it all cutscenes yes. and then mocap. All cutscenes and the stuff in the middle that you have to play or it sort of changes graphics slightly, slightly, especially, you know, with PS5, PS4, whatever, those things don't happen. And then you put it fully into like a a Lord of the Rings-esque cinematography, let's say. I'm just trying to understand and be supportive. (laughs) But but I I have to admit, I'm struggling. I'll be the first one to say that it makes no sense because the, (laughs) the games are perfect, 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 perfect. And you can just stick to those things. The movie does not have to be made. But if they're going to make one... (laughs) Then this is what you want. I want complete control. 
the heart wants what it wants, right? Yeah. That's, I, I think that's what it comes thing down to. to say, right? Yeah, like I a... didn't want to say, but you know, <laughs> but that's but the egomaniac thing is what we're asking people for today. Yeah, so yeah, we continue to check in. Um, if you could make your own movie, if you could direct it, if you could write it, tell us what would the story be? What genre would you want to make? Who would star in it? Uh, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back with more uh, of our collected voice notes, our crowdsourced voice notes, uh, as well as your messages. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 8.07 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. It's Supercut with Lynn and Arvin. And today we're doing something a little bit different. Hence, no weird clip to, to set the mood as we typically do. Um, instead, we have crowdsourced clips because today it's a crowdsourced show. We want to know if you could make your own movie. can be high budget, can be low budget, can be anything. What would that movie be? What genre? What would be the story? Who would star in it? We want to hear all the gory details. You can WhatsApp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, we started off our show with one from Rich, um, who kind of talked about a dystopian version of a dystopian version of the world in the future mm-hmm. in which emotions are kind of Measured? Is that fair? Measured Weaponized? and love is seen as a weakness. Weakness, yes, yeah. that's right. Um, we have, I think, what is a counterpoint to that. Um, it would be a cool double bill, actually, if they both get made. This is from Sarah. So, if I could write a movie, I would create a world where acts of filial piety are the um, only way to earn currency. Or it's a form of currency, Yeah. Like a point system. So this world assumes that all parents are good, um, but it follows a story of a young girl who has abusive parents. And I think the reason why I want to explore this concept is because um, um, we see a lot of resolve conflicts between parents and children in film, um, but we rarely see one that uh, depicts something that cannot be resolved. Or maybe I've not watched enough films. I hope that's the case. Um, so uh, if I could pick a actress to do it, I would maybe pick a Malaysian actress. Maybe someone like Rowan Wu, um, interesting character, um, because this is more of a mellow role, something like that. Cool, right? Yeah. And the double bill is so true also. Yes. So yeah. that was Sarah. And I think um, this, so if you look at, we, we watched Fingernails recently. Yeah. And they both have that kind of vibe, right? It's where these very ineffable human emotions are able to be bottled and measured. Bottled, measured. And also it, they're like extended uh, Black Mirror episodes. We mentioned Black Mirror in the start also. Um, and it makes you, I guess it makes you really sit down and think about what makes people people? Yeah, you know, and it's like it, it gets you it gets you thinking even after the credits have rolled. And that sounds like a movie that you will sit with for a while. Like, what did I just watch? I really love that idea. Mm. I think it's also in the same vein of something like an Imaginer. 
Yes, a little bit. Yeah, which also has filial piety vibes. Yeah, eternal mm. sunshine. Yes, yes. Same so thing. it's it's all in that vein. Um, okay, if we look at the messages again, send us your film ideas. What would you like to make? Um, what would you? Who would you cast? What would be the story? You can WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. In uh, keeping in with the local theme, Farid says, "I always want to remake Jeffrey Zane and Nora Zane, uh, Sharnaz Ahmad as Jeff Rosane." Uh, Raja Ilya as Nora the boss would be Yusuf Haslam uh, the villain Rosham Noor Local vibes. Local vibes. Good cast. Good cast. Actually, very strong cast. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I think the the whole idea of you know doing. I like the idea of agents because I was just watching an old, like a really old vintage episode of Charlie's Angels the other mm-hmm. day and reflecting on how that is a formula that we've seen work over and over again. The Charlie's Angels formula? The Charlie's Angels formula. You know, we see it happen in like um, the Avengers, not um, Avengers Assemble Avengers, but the British Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we just keep seeing people do this like spy, fun, kind of campy approach. I think it's exciting. Also, if you if you translate that into like different languages and different places, like the, the local vibes thing, right? They have very different outcomes. So I think you can, you can sort of recycle that without changing it too much. But then you get a super different effect if you put like a different cast in it and you put in a different setting. So that's nice. Uh, Okay, let's get through the the gamers. (laughs) Because (laughs) you, Arvin, have invited all your fellow gamers to kind of emerge. I said Kratos. And then here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, So Morris says Tomb Raider was not bad, actually. Um, And I'm curious, Morris, whether you mean... Angelina Jolie or whether you mean Alicia Vikander because there have been a couple of takes now on Tomb Raider or whether you mean both maybe Um, but also if you want to get back in touch and let us know what you would make that would be fun Um, Rial says cast a slim down Ben Affleck as Sam Fisher actually when I google Sam Fisher I can I can I can totally see it I can see Ben Affleck as uh, Sam Fisher like the the CGI cartoon, video game looking Sam Fisher actually looks like Ben Affleck. Uh, Meanwhile, we have F. Daniel who is back to kind of answer the question that I put to you earlier, um, which is, why do gamers who love the game and have played it and experienced it, why do you need the adaptation? Um, and Daniel says, I think why gamers want to see a successful adaptation is to see the lore we love on a storytelling focused platform and have it possibly expanded. Having Easter eggs in the adaptation where the gamers recognize and can catch on is also quite a gratifying feeling, but that's my perspective. So two things, right? I, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful answer. Um, but I think it's two things. I, I don't know if gamers actually want adaptations. Um, I don't think any gamer wants it to be adapted, but because Hollywood does adapt... And like, will adapt. And will adapt. We're like, please, 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 please let it be good. Um, but also I think because gamers don't get to sit back and watch... Ah, so I think this is the difference because I am, of course, the watcher. Mm. I I never play, um, and in fact, when I do get handed the the controls, all I do is like ride a horse into a lake <laughs> <laughs> and, and frustrate everybody. I'll just like change the views, look around, mm, mm. ride horse, pick flowers, open world video games. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm awful. Um, you know, I will refuse to like hunt a rabbit. <laughs> it's just <laughs> my my character would starve. Um, but I I because I was thinking about this in relation to um. Recently, the game that I was watching being played was Ghost of Tsushima. And I just thought, on the one hand, what a beautiful, beautiful game. On the other hand, I don't want to see a version of it, I think, because the game is so lovely. It's so lovely. Um, Do you enjoy watching... So you enjoy watching walkthroughs and and 
the game being played? Um, yes, but I watch... Well, um, the partner in question who plays games is himself deeply la- uh, deeply impatient with cutscenes. So every time <laughs> we hit a cutscene, I'm delighted, right? Because mm. I'm just so happy to be able to do the movie thing. Yeah. And he's like, da, 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 and then I don't know skip, what the letters said. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think that's the... We just want to sit back and watch. I mean, for me, personally, Mm. because you don't get to do that when you're playing the game. Sometimes you just want to be like, okay, so I have no control and no agency over this. Uh, Kyo says, Mads Mikkelsen in Metal Gear Solid. Good casting. Good casting. Good choice. Did I sound like I knew what I was talking about? Because I don't. What what is Metal Gear Solid? (laughs) Um, Metal Gear Solid is another one that they have tried to adapt. They cannot adapt. I don't think they can adapt. Um, but it's one of the oldest and deepest video games ever made. Lah. Um, and I don't know if who they, they would cast, but Mads Mikkelsen is an amazing actor and I hope they do. Um, he also has, and I say this with respect and admiration, he also has a video game face. He does. He actually looks like he was animated. Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so it's a very, very easy transference. Um, we have Danny who says, I would make a proper, um, so I'm, I'm quoting Danny, I'd make a proper non-woke Shang-Chi movie with a comic accurate Namor and someone prettier than Simu Liu. So I think there's a conflation of things here because mm. I, unless I'm mistaken, Namor was in Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever, yeah. Yep. Not in Shang-Chi. Not in Shang-Chi. But um, proper non-woke Shang-Chi is kind of interesting because um, I guess... Look, we've talked before. In fact, we dedicated a supercut a couple of weeks ago to this very subject yeah. about political correctness and how sometimes it it can really wreck with things. I'm not sure that Shang-Chi, I necessarily felt, was like that. No. Also, I think the, the Shang-Chi movie expands on the comics so much that it actually... It actually gives the comics more. I mean, Shang-Chi is an E-grade, D, D, E, F-grade character, right? <laughs> that they pulled out to, to make into a movie. And the movie does so much for the character, for the lore, for the mythology. Um, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that at all. So, uh, again, we want to know if you could make any movie, um, if you had the power... We want to know, what would the story be? Who would star in it? What genre? You can WhatsApp or send us a voice note, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, okay, we we have a pair of voice notes that I would like to kind of listen to and then we'll come back and discuss. Uh, let's start with this one from Roshan. If I could make any movie um, that I could make... I'd like to make a movie that basically retcons and replaces all the Fantastic Beasts movies. So I'd make a trilogy of movies um, focused on that t- part of the Harry Potter storyline, the timeline, where we have the Wizarding War, where we have the formation of the Order of the Phoenix, where we have Dumbledore in his prime, and showing us the 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 depths of the chaos and the darkness of that time. And done in a way that actually does service to the era and not the garbage that we got from The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, Produced, directed and written with actual love and care as opposed to a money-grabbing uh, money grabbing uh, initiative. I know there's a lot to ask for, but yeah, and I know it's pretty straightforward and boring, but if there was anything else, I'd like to see that really. Uh, Harry Potter in his older years, I don't think we need to go there. But seeing all these older characters in their younger days would be really interesting to me. Okay, so I want to make it clear that we asked 
people separately for these voice notes. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they consulted with each other <laughs> prior. Yeah. Like, I don't think we have um, movie consortiums forming inside the BFM <laughs> office <laughs> about who wants to do what. Um, but we actually got a response from frequent guest of the show, uh, Dashron Johan, which kind of lines up with that. Here's Dash. So... Two things pop into mind. One, growing up, I always imagined myself remaking the Harry Potter movies in the same tone as how they made Star Wars Andor. So a gritty exploration of oppression under Voldemort and the Death Eaters, what horrible pure blood supremacy would look like, and where casting spells and wand duels are more psychological affairs, battle of the wits, rather than fireworks, glitz and glamour type of display. Now, Another thing that I have in mind or always had growing up is a cinematic universe involving all the biggest Tamil movie action stars like Kamal Hassan, Rajini, Vijay, Ajit. Um, And I would imagine Rajinikanth to be sort of a Thanos-type ultimate big baddie um, because before he actually became the superstar, you know, Rajinikanth actually played quite a number of villain characters and he's great at making you hate him. But I guess a version of that is already being made right now in what is called the LCU. Okay, so we'll return to Harry or or Potter in just a second. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that for Dash, at least, the thing that he always wanted from when he was a kid is happening. That it's already happening. It's already happening, yeah. So I just want to, I want to pile on to those uh, opinions and feedback. So one of our colleagues, uh, Sean Tanis, um, actually, uh, he couldn't send us a voice note, but he sent a message through me. He said that (laughs) he also wants Rajnikanth to play uh, a villain. A baddie, yeah. A baddie. um, And a really, really good slash bad one, you know, Um, because he started out as a villain in his earlier movies and then he became a hero. So he wants him to be a villain that's so bad and so villainous that people remember him in his like um, his his final acting years, quote unquote, as a, a, a good hero, but an even better villain. And so I said that, what about, what if it happens in this LCU that's actually happening now? There are three movies in the LCU already. Um, and I think it, if, if that franchise goes there, it would be... I mean, it would be awesome. I would buy tickets. I, I want to see Rajnikanth as a villain. Well, I would uh, be all in on Gritty Potter um, because I think <laughs> that for for those of us who, for those of us who are longtime fans of the books and then subsequently the movies, mm. um, there there is always this mystery, right? Because Harry is an orphan. This is not a spoiler, um, and so you know that his parents were brave freedom fighters. There's always this tragedy surrounding the core group of friends that existed in the original battle against Voldemort. And I've always been curious, but at the same time, I kind of don't want J.K. Rowling to go back in and like retcon things further. So I, I'm happy with the idea of it being adapted in in movie form. And I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm so excited. I feel like, guys, we could get something going here. I feel like Dash and Roshan didn't know that they had this in common. And, you mm. know, let, let's, let's get some funding together, pull some ringgits, <laughs> get this thing going. <laughs> Do you think that's what the TV show is going to be like? The one that they're working on, the, the reboot? Mm, I don't know, because I, I'm not sure if that one takes place. I don't know which era it takes place in, because what's clear um, from both those voice notes is that we're kind of done with Harry, mm. right? We're, we're done with the Harry era. Instead, we want to go back to the, the James and Lily and Remus and Sirius era. So just just going back to that and also what Dash said about the, the psychological warfare more than the glitz and glamour and CGI uh, wand fights, right? Like magic fights. Were the books actually like that for someone who hasn't read the books? Were the wand fights in the books 
actually psychological or more like just like pew pew, you know? No, no, no. There was never pew pew. I mean, I'm look. Oh. I'm grateful that we get to see how get how cool Gary Oldman looks like. You know, kind of doing his one yeah. thing. I I do enjoy watching like Oscar-winning actors having to pretend <laughs> that they like the green you know, and red is just correct, like, yeah, just, yeah. just sparking around. So look, I have a lot of love for that. Um, but no, it's supposed to be predictive. It's supposed to be you know you're supposed to think about what the other person might want to do. You shield yourself. You know, there's a lot of that going on, like magic chess. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Or magic, like a card game, like Which an actual yeah. All missing. From the films, okay, but which we can fix, guys. Um, so Oshalia says, I agree with Roshan and Dasharan. So um, there's a market for it, just to say. Hmm. It's clearly a market for it. Um, we do have Yi Hung, who says, sorry to burst your bubble. Amazon is developing a God of War series at the moment. On another oh, note, God. unlimited budget to finish book seven to nine of The Expanse. I didn't know about the Amazon Prime thing. I hope, I hope, I hope it's not true. Um because I hope they've wasted all their money on Rings of Power. But let's see. Let's see. Oh, I... God. <laughs> let's see. You're so upset. Um, Yeah. No. It looks like oh. it's happening. Oh. Yeah. See, so I, I haven't, like, Googled um, God of War for a while because I was playing the, the game. Um, so I didn't want to bump into spoilers or anything. But now here we are. Oh, no. Okay, let's try and lift the mood because um, (laughs) MNMB says, maybe Jackie Chan and Leo DiCaprio in a horror movie. I just want to see how awkward it will be. (laughs) I mean, if Russia was any indication, it would be awesome. Um, Yeah, but can DiCaprio do what Chris Tucker did? So I, I believe that DiCaprio can do anything at this point. That's not like just like, you know, b- b- overly praising him. But I think he's one of the greatest actors we have, right? Especially after Killers of the Flower Moon. No, he absolutely is. But I feel also like he takes himself very seriously. Hmm. That, it's my only concern. But, but, just to be clear, if this were made, I'd watch the heck out of it. 100%. Yeah. Have we have we seen him do a comedy or like um, an SNL? To be fair, MNMB said horror, just, just to go back, right? Because yeah. he... They actually said horror movie. So mm. we're not aiming for Leo to be funny, actually. Um, it's just that we're talking about awkwardness. <laughs> it would be mm. awkward. It would be super um, awkward. I, I, In that case, actually, it's more interesting to see how Jackie Chan will fare in, an, in a horror. Okay, so like a true detective situation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, because, of course, if you're used to seeing somebody fight all the time, right? I don't know how that works in a supernatural situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So something like a true detective, prestige, but also very Meet Shutter horror, Island. Meet Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Jackie Chan in a suit, just walking around most of the time, but then you don't know when he's going to dish out the, you know, when he's going to dish out punishment. You oh. know that movie, The Foreigner? Yeah. Um, so maybe the Jackie Chan of The Foreigner mm-hmm. meets the Leonardo DiCaprio of Shutter Island. It's not awkward at all, actually. Those it's, two in yeah. a horror movie, ons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Jackie Chan can, can do serious when he yes, wants he can. to. Yeah. Yes, He doesn't always have to be doing the stunts. So uh, let us know if you could make your own movie... What genre, what story, who would you cast? Let us know. We'll return for more voice notes and more messages. Send your thoughts through. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. Best flipping moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 8.26 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. 
It is Supercut. You're with Lynn and Arvin. And today we're asking you if you could make your own movie, what would it be? Uh, we're taking all suggestions. We're taking all storylines. Uh, we also want to know who'd star in it. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we do have, like we said, voice notes that we asked for earlier in the day. Let's listen to this one from Chuan Yang. So the movie I'd like to make is going to be based on a Haruki Murakami book called Colorless Sukurutazaki and his years of pilgrimage. It tells a story of this guy called, well, no prizes for guessing, Sukurutazaki. And he has this group of childhood friends, right? So called Ao, Aka, Shiro, and Kuro, which are Japanese for blue, red, white, and black. And his name is the only one that has no color in it. So that's why he's called Colorless. And the thing that happens to him is that during his second year at university, his group of friends abruptly and with no explanation at all cut all ties with him. And then this becomes a defining moment in his life. He's left without any answers and he's left depressed. So the book kind of goes through how he moves on through his life after that event and his attempts to reconcile with his friends, which leads to a lot of self-discovery. And my pick on who would star in it would be Steven Yoon. You might know him from The Walking Dead or more recently from Beef on Netflix. I don't have a particular reason why other than he looks like my mental image. Of what's well, I think that... Um, I think... Sorry, I think we cut, cut you off a little bit there, Chuan Yao. But mm. in essence, I don't think you need a reason to cast Steven Yeun in Steven anything. Steven Yeun in yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. He's an amazing, amazing, yes. amazing actor. Also, I think he would have such a meal of that. Such a meal of that. Um, what is that movie that he was in that we both spoke about and really like the burning? Yes, burning. Oh, I, for me, that's his most intense and most um, rewarding, quote unquote, mm. role. But also Minari. It's like direct opposites of each other. And he can do his ranges incredible. And I think between those two, it sounds absolutely like he's the right guy for a Murakami. Yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. Something that deep, right? Um, a couple of folks coming in with... Dawn is simply saying a 1MDB movie. I think this one's ready to be made. Um, I believe, with respect, that uh, Dr. Jason Leung himself has said many times that he's ready to step up and mm -hmm. step into a pivotal role. Into a pivotal role, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so this one, I feel, I, I think is, is ready and ripe for the making. It's just waiting there to be produced. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 Um, Maxim, though, says, A biopic about Elon Musk starring Robert Downey Jr., directed by Guy Ritchie. I would call it the real Tony Stark. Okay, I'm done. Um, but then Maxim goes on to say, Matt Mickelson has actually been cast in a video game before. Not only that, he was cast in a video game created by Hideo Kokima, who's the original creator of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, the game is called Death Stranding. I completely forgot about that. But yes, yes, he has. And yeah, it's the video game it's face. The video game it's face. the video game face. Yeah, he's just yeah. got the perfect face for perfect it. Perfect face. Um, it's that when he was cast as a Bond villain, you're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, the guy just Where has... was this guy for all the previous movies? That's why. As Bond villains. That's why. Yeah. You could have done various things. One time got scar, one yeah. time no eye. Wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing all sorts of things. Um, can I just say though, the real Tony Stark, Elon Musk, played by Robert Downey Jr., big height differential, but never mind. Mm -hmm. Um... Awesome. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah. how meta would that movie be? Interesting choice of Guy Ritchie, though, because because um, you would think that the story of Elon Musk is not necessarily the most action-packed, and Guy Ritchie typically does sort mm. of more action-veering roles. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that would go. I would love to see the cuts. 
just right? the way the, it moves from like tick, tick, yeah. tick, tick, to the next scene and, tick, yes. tick, tick, and just end the dialogue end and the, the soundtrack oof the yeah. soundtrack yep I'd, I'd really enjoy this either so either Guy Ritchie or Edgar Wright I think would be yeah. one of the people who should make this movie who did the Steve Jobs movie again oh um, hold on let me look it up the good one uh, the Michael Fassbender Michael one Michael Fassbender one mm. Um, uh, so that was directed by Danny Boyle, and I, mm. I remembered it because it is also also a very kinetic filmmaker, and also a film that slowed things down quite a bit when it came to the serious parts. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Guy Ritchie does serious or not. Like, I mean, we've seen him do Aladdin. <laughs> yes, I was going to the... <laughs> say, what more do you need? I don't understand. <laughs> that's on his resume somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I d- yeah, but I don't know if he's good at doing slowed down scenes. I love his pacing, though. Um, I think we would both also really enjoy this role, uh, this movie from Cameroon, who says, for me, I would go for an animatronic movie with a modern approach, with real stunts without a single CGI. So like a real steel two, perhaps. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. I love the first real steel. Me too. Um, and I like the, I, I have to say, I really like the marketing gimmick of... Um, a real stunt without single CGI, but you do robots. But robots. Yes. I don't know why there's no sequel for that movie. That movie seems like something that should have had at least a couple of sequels. I love that movie. I, I would watch a limited series of it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Hugh Jackman, so I don't know what more they, they want, mm. and robots fighting at each other. And it, it was a good movie, like a feel-good, heartfelt, very warm sort of movie. So, yeah. Okay. I am uh, on record as having no knowledge of Thundercats. So, Arvin, this <laughs> oh, next one's man. for you, I mm-hmm. think. Because Husni says, Since Hollywood took the chance with cringy cats, I would like to make a real life-action Thundercats movie. Spin it to at least, oh my gosh, three trilogies. Whoa. Actors would be Henry Cavill as Lionel, Idris Elba as Pantera, Ana de Armas as Chitara, Benicio Del Toro as... Tigera? Is it Tigera or yeah, Tigera? Yeah, yeah. Tigera. Um, Tigera. And Ben Mendelsohn as... Tigra, sorry. Uh, Tigra. Yeah. Uh, ben Mendelsohn as Mamra. Ooh, that's actually like perfect casting. No, that is honestly perfect casting. I, I mean, look, I have no stake in this, but I think that's a great cast. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. you put that cast on a list and people would be flocking. Three trilogies, uh, Husni. <laughs> Can I just Three check? Trilogies. Do you mean nine movies? <laughs> I, I would go for nine movies. I think okay. it has I think it has enough mythology to go for nine movies. Again, another thing that I don't think Hollywood is capable of doing, I think when they do it's gonna be bad. But if they made it animated and they made it high budget and if they told the story well, why not? I okay, so I will say that I wanna watch this, but I'm also having the internal scream of being the person whom Arvin's interest essentially forced me to watch Transformers. And so I'm <laughs> I'm like feeling a bit personally oppressed by the notion of this because I'm like, oh my gosh, nine movies of Thundercats. But no. No, I I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Cats with swords and weapons and no, nunchucks. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh Justin says, I would want to remake um Inhumans, which is a Marvel series, because it was absolutely horrendous. I would mm-hmm. make Medusa's hair slither in full glory. Um with the CGI budget, of course. Whatever we had from Marvel was just tragic, and I would give the role to Amber Heard laugh cry emoji. Uh, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> that 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 show was so bad. It was so bad, and it was even worse that they brought one of them back for Multiverse of Madness, and then did what they did in mm. that movie. Mm. Um, we don't have to go into spoilers, but 
Yeah. Um, actually, this reminds me. So I'm going to just sidestep the Amber Heard thing. Um, because as as maybe a major movie will soon sidestep her. <laughs> it's looking yeah. like that from mm. the trailer. Next week or a um, couple of weeks from now. Yes, very mm. soon. But can I just say that I would actually love to do, um, and I know Percy Jackson's coming out soon, but I would love to do an adult mythology movie. So a Greek mythology, a movie about Greek mythology, um, but done in like an adult way with respect for the fantasy elements of the original story. So not like Troy, because mm. Troy made it into a war movie, right? Like we didn't have the gods being part of it at all. Um, and everything else we've done has been really campy and, and you know, gone into Clash like... Of the Titans. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm. It's, it's gone that way. I want one that has like all the romance and tragedy of, you know, women being turned into trees rather than marrying <laughs> gods and, you know, all that stuff. I, I'd actually really love that. So that's either like a really good Hercules live action movie, mm. right? Yes, but I think I want more of like gods and humans interacting. I, I think that we tend to focus on the humans because we think that's what we're interested in. But honestly, the, the god perspective is always really cool. That's God of War. Arvin, I just, it's I come, just it's come will full not, circle. I it's can't come full engage circle. with you on this. <laughs> it's come, that's literally the premise of God of War. It's come like full circle and now here we are. I don't know what you're talking about. At so I'm going, I'm going to just ignore you <laughs> because I cannot. Um, okay, we have another voice note. This is from Fateha. If I get to make my own film, it will be directed by Coppola and, um, or Aaron Sorkin because I love their style of writing. Their scripts are so always so solid, at least in my opinion. Um, I love coming of, age, coming of age films and I think they don't do enough of it. Yeah, so um, I want them to make a coming of age film and then the cast will probably be, um, it has to have Tom Blythe, my recent obsession, um, Saoirse Ronan, uh, Ayo Edibiri um, from The Bear and then Daisy Edgar Jones, Stephanie Su and to throw in something um, like a random person, probably Terry Crews, just because I feel like he would bring some light and warmth to the film. I think. Um, yeah, and I want it to be two and a half hours long, if possible. Um, and not for it to have a depressing ending. Fateha, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I mean... Amazing cast. Yes. Amazing cast. And Sokin, so can't go wrong with the dialogue and the pacing and the and the dialogue, just the dialogue would be beautiful in a movie like that, with a premise like that. Um, I also think that if you're going to do um, a coming of age, mm. you would be very hard-pressed to get a better cast than that of young actors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just saw Tom Blythe recently uh, do incredibly well in Hunger Games. And then, you know, you've got your Stephanie Seuss. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a very lovely kind of YA feel about that film. Also, you pull, that make believe. Yeah, pull anyone out of the bear, and you're getting a solid yes, performance. Yes, yes, anyone, yes. anyone. Okay, just to close off on uh, again, if you want to send us movies that you'd like to make, we are waiting to hear from you. Uh, you can WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Just to close off on a bunch. Um, okay, some manga anime stuff uh, Nibukan Aiman says live action Naruto with Oyen Cat as Kurama um, <laughs> Aiwen says I would remake Edge of Tomorrow and stick to the original light novel or manga story and not the poor adaptation by Hollywood 
So that's interesting, right? A lot of people like Edge of Tomorrow. Um, it's considered, I did. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Um, I think it's one of Tom Cruise's best. But for I think for the people who've read the manga, um, it's it's true. It's not a good adaptation. I've heard that it's, I don't know, but I've heard that it's a lot more complex and complicated and um, deeper than what we got. Yeah, so I, I, I really like the, I like the idea of, um, I think this is the thing about adaptations, mm. that you don't know what you don't know, and this is what um, this is what enrages the original fans, like the Harry Potter stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. If you don't know it, then you know it doesn't bother you. But it's always nice to hear from fan fans, mm. you yeah. know, who have yeah. strong opinions. Uh, Chung Sun says uh, Chinese gangster film in Pataling Street with Tony Leung as a police spy and Michelle Yeoh as a triad boss. Ooh, huh. yeah, okay. Although Tony Leung as police spy has been done. Has been done. Yes, and done very well. And it's one of his signature roles. Yeah. Um, but I mean... I, I would watch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's two very good actors doing very good actor things. Mm-hmm. Um, H- by, HBY says Malaysian Apocalypse. Has that's not been done before? I think we've had... A, a zombies. V- zombies. And we've done, you know, like... I don't think we've done KL Apocalypse or Malaysian Apocalypse. Hmm. I'm also wondering what that would look like. I mean, if you had like an apocalypse, if you had an apocalypse or like an emergency, how many people would say like they're still on the way or on the way to like the the evacuation centers? You know, in like true Malaysian fashion, like, are you here yet? On the way, but they haven't left the house during the apocalypse. (laughs) Yes. No, I think that's very possible. And maybe that would be, maybe it would be a comedy. It should be. Yeah, right? Yeah. It'll just be a bunch of people going, where is it? Where is yeah. it? I don't know. You know, like in the, like when you see the, the Armageddon movies and then there's there's an unusual traffic jam and everyone's like, what's going on up ahead? And they're in the, the pileup, right? How would you know on like the Federal Highway? Yeah. Um, LDP? No, you, you'd you just know? be like, oh. Oh, this is normal. There's going to be some small accident up ahead. <laughs> and that, that will <laughs> yeah. be that. Um, we have... Ooh, Bong. Okay. All right. This one's a ride. Bong says, A vampire baby is found in Malaysia. All the religious heads gather to decide how to raise him and then they find out chili sauce or chili juice is a substitute for blood. So this makes him invulnerable to the sun. Then he grew up in a multiracial family and became a hero because he can, he has the power, and his idol is Batman. It stars Christian Convery and all our local actors and actresses. That is wild. To be honest, that's a wild movie. <laughs> I'm also so interested in where the conflict is because we removed the conflict, right? Now yeah. he's invulnerable to the sun. Yeah. So like what happens? Is it is it that there's a chili crisis and then he's forced to confront like not being a vegan for the first time? I I think also as 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 surreal as this sounds, this is another A24 thing. Yes. Like yes. you can see it happening. Um, also, the casting of Christian Convery is great. We've already yeah, seen yeah. him do Sweet Tooth. You know that he can do this exact sort of thing. Yeah. Kind of exciting. Kind of exciting. Mm. Yeah. Um, Chris says, Thundercats. <laughs> I just, guys, I cannot understand. Um, Chris says, Thundercats with Henry Cavill as Lion O, Charlize Theron as Chitara, and Dwayne Johnson as Panthro. We can see. I, I like the I like the Idris Elba as as Panthro uh, better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Arvin says, I agree. I mean, with. Dwayne Johnson can do it. The Rock can sure, do it. Sure, sure. But I would pick Idris Elba just for like acting chops alone in a Thundercats movie. <laughs> um, K. John says, "Did Richard just describe 2002's Equilibrium? I think it's time for another gut wrenching movie from the civilian's point of view that desensitizes the viewers to it and slaps them in the face for getting used to it. Ooh. Too artsy." 
I not too artsy, I think. No, not too artsy. I haven't seen um, Equilibrium. Equilibrium, actually. Uh, Christian Bale, right? I think so. Yeah. It's like one, they say one of his better movies, but it's on the watch list. So, okay. Uh, we'll, not only will we watch it, K. John will force Richard to watch it because apparently mm-hmm. it's the movie that he's trying to pitch. Um, <laughs> but I also think the gut-wrenching war movie from the civilian point of view is interesting. I, I think a lot of this actually has to do with how much or how little we want movies to sell, which is a point actually that our next voice note and our last voice note brings up. Here's Lydia. So if I don't have to care about whether or not the movie sells, then I will make a movie out of all the things that I like. So as an actor, I like Keanu Reeves, I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Movie genre, I enjoy thriller and uh, fantasy adventure. So maybe a movie of David Cumberbatch, no, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, with Keanu Reeves uh, battling a bunch of zombies. Ah, yeah. Is zombie a fantasy or thriller? No, horror. Doesn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, a... a uh a Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. Keanu Reeves battling zombies. zombies in a horror. Would watch that. Well, yeah, 100%. Would watch like, that so hard. I, I mean, I mean, the I, I bought the ticket the moment she said, um, Lydia said Keanu Reeves and Benedict Cumberbatch. I want Benedict Cumberbatch to be American and Keanu Reeves to be British. Yes. Yeah. Flip it. <laughs> yes. Flip it. Flip it. Yeah. Make them fight zombies fight with zombies. axes. Yeah. Edgar Wright comes back to direct zombies. Yes. Why not? Oh my God. Mm. Lydia, yep. strong film. Strong movie, um, And yeah. again, I, I think today's thing, look, guys, we are free of the studio system. Let me tell you, we don't <laughs> have to worry about profit. I think that is the key thing um, to being able to pitch successfully. We also have... Um, Just to close off, I like this one so much from Danny, who says, I've always been a Star Wars fan, and I've been fantasizing about a parallel universe Star Wars movie that tells the story from the perspective of the Galactic Empire, about how the Empire actually brings order to the somewhat chaotic and disjointed galaxy. That is amazing. Um, I think we saw some of that in Andor. Like some episodes, I think, went from the the Empire's point of view. But that is an amazing idea. Also, also since we're talking about Star Wars, um, and since we spoke about retcons, and uh, since now we know that Amazon's making God of War, can I change it's my so pick angry. to... Yeah, can I, so can angry. I, just fuming. Uh, can I switch my pick to, if I could, if I could make any movie, I think, speaking of retcons, I would retcon Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, which is objectively the best movie in the sequel saga. Because you can't derail a franchise in the eighth movie of a ninth movie of a nine movie series. Mm. You can't pivot, right? So I would take that away. I would go in line with whatever The Force Awakens was doing. We wouldn't get Rise of Skywalker. And then Ryan Johnson would get to do his trilogy, which we've been robbed of, (laughs) because he made such a good film in The Last Jedi. Yes. So I'm saying I would retcon a really good movie because it doesn't fit. And I would allow them to make a mediocre movie so we get a bunch of other good movies. I am so tired of Star Wars that I reject <laughs> this retcon. <laughs> but, but In a parallel universe. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I just I just can't. I would rather <laughs> see Danny's um, morally conflicted empire story. Yeah. Yeah. And how they justify their actions. Yes. And how they justify their actions and how they... Uh, because, yeah, you're right. We we did already get glimpses of that. We mm. are getting glimpses of that. Um, but I would like to see them look out and go like, oh, they're here again. Why are they always here? <laughs> With the, when the X-Wings show up. <laughs> Correct. When yeah. the rebels show up, it's like, how do they find us? Yeah. 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 That's what I want. And be confused. Mm. I'm sure they pay their staff well. 
I realize overall that you and I can't be trusted with studio money because we want everything to be an awkward comedy, actually. An awkward comedy uh. um, and an A24 vibe thing. Yeah. So yeah. in other words, uh, the sum total of today's show is we're happy to do things for the lulls. For the lulls. Yeah. Um, and just things that make us laugh. Yeah. Or make us amused. This is this is why Disney controls everything. Uh, I was going to say, this is why we do what we do yeah. and they do what they yeah. do. And the producers step and just, you know... Get involved, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. But we can dream. We can dream. And that is we the theme dream. of today's show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sharing your movies. So many good suggestions. Hopefully, nobody steals it before we get to, again, pull our ringgits and get to making <laughs> them. Um, thank you for getting in touch. You've been listening to Popcorn Culture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.